Welcome back, Crush A Lot Podcast. I'm your boy, Cheese. You know I get excited when we talk about beats. Beats is, is, is a big part of what I listen to on my everyday. And nothing beats a good beat tape. And I've been into lately, I probably shouldn't do this <laughs> with COVID pandemic woes for everyone, I started collecting cassettes out of nowhere, but specifically just cassettes with beats. I don't know why that got into my head, but it did. And now I have an unnecessary amount of cassettes with beats on it. And one of the tapes that I uh, gonna order, like as soon as we're done here, is my man St. James Guest Room he is going to be our guest for this show, but man, he's been doing it for a little bit of time with some of the most mesmerizing type of production that really, really is coming up more and more in this underground game. Names like Zumo, name like Brain Orchestra, names like Q3, um, names like Roper, all of these guys are doing some wonderful production all within the same kind of universe and stylistically the same. And St. James is one of them who's doing an, a superb job. So St. James, welcome to the Crush It Out podcast. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on. And uh, it's an honor. All the guys you mentioned, I'm, I'm familiar with. I, I love their work. So they're, uh, they're forms of inspiration for what I do, too. Yeah, it's a wonderful universe right now in, in the hip-hop underground scene because and then maybe it's been like this for many years and I'm an older listener. I'm 40. I have a way of listening to my music based obviously from the 90s. But there's just this wonderful, lush, intricate, organic sound coming from the underground, from the producers we talked about. And you're in the middle of it. It's just a great time to be a hip-hop fan and you're there. How is hip-hop right now for you? How is hip-hop treating you? Because I would imagine that it's you're getting popular and more popular as the day goes on. How is how is that for you? Well, it's been it's been interesting uh, last seven months or so. You know, I was living in Brooklyn, uh, Bushwick. Uh, right before COVID happened. And I had just been up in New York for like seven, eight months and um, COVID happened and, you know, shit was looking bleak for me. So I had to move back. I came uh, back to North Carolina to be with family. Um, so I've been back in North Carolina for, you know, the whole thing, seven months now. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I just had to get to work. Um, I'd met so many cool people up in New York uh, who had, uh, you know, been nice enough to include me in, in some of the events and, and some of the releases. So when I got back to North Carolina, I, I just uh, went to work. I've been working hard. There's something about that scene right now Hip hop has so many subcategories at this point. You could find an entry point True. for any type of hip hop you like. That's why I don't knock it. 
the way I used to. I kind of like had to grow up a little bit with my views. It's only one yeah. way of doing hip hop because I, I know I've been there. But it's more of a, if you like certain style, sounds and aesthetics, there's a genre for you. And that's okay. If you like my type of boom back style, there's a genre for me too. But now we have mm -hmm. this other genre of just like this, like real focus on production and, and mixed in with a lot of like R&B tones in there as well. Um, I, I'm hesitant to say the word lo-fi because I don't, I don't, I don't feel. Really oh yeah. That's, that's dicey. You got to watch I, that one. That one. Uh, some people might confuse it with it, but I feel it's just like a way of producing that's uh, different than the norm. Um, when you're thinking about making beats, can you walk me through your process? Everyone seems to do it differently. And that's why I love hip hop so much, even podcasting so much. Everyone does it different. Everyone figures it out different. Everyone ducks tape their way through it until they find what works for them and build their muscle memory to what they know. What, what, what are you doing? What, what are you using? What's your process like when you're thinking about creating a beat or, or, or an album? Yeah, it's true. There's, I mean, there's so many methods. Uh, I've always felt like I don't, you know, I try not to focus or, or look at other people's methods too much. Like, um, I'm going to butcher this quote, but it's was, it was Alchemist. He's saying like, you know, as long as the, the soup tastes good, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how you, how you put it together. So, uh, but for me, like I use FL Studio. Um, I've always been on FL Studio. Uh, it seems like all my friends are in Ableton now, but with FL, you know, I'm, I'm flipping samples. So I'll do a little bit of vinyl um, digging, but I've found most of my, um, my samples through, you know, internet digs, YouTube digs. Go down. Um, you can spend yeah, hours. Yeah, and you know, it. Absolutely. And what I've found is I've sort of picked up on, there's like, I'm not going to give it away, but there's like a bunch of channels that, that have like, you know, just, just like classic, awesome, like sort of obscure, uh, very sampleable, sampleable music. Um, and I feel like a lot of producers, even the ones I'm tapped in with have found that and, and I've just, I've started to notice like lots of people used in the same sample. So I'm trying to get more and more obscure, trying to find uh, weird like live clips of, of piano and, and, you know, some guy testing out his drum kit and, uh, you know, just try to find the things that um, you're not going to hear everywhere else. But, you know, you can never really guarantee that. That's sort of the the thing about samples too is you can flip it so many different ways. Um, you can really put your flavor and your sauce on it however you want, uh, or just you know find that perfect loop and run it back, and it's it's perfect for an MC. So you know there's so many ways to do it. It's it's interesting with your production. Um, there's many textures on top of each other that at first listen it it shouldn't work mm -hmm. second listen it's oh okay this is interesting and a third listen is like 
how did he do this? And that's the beauty of the <laughs> guest room is, is like, is, is familiar, simple, and awfully complicated all, all at once because there's so many things going on in any given song. Is that your style intentionally or is that just how you hear it and it just manifests? Because me, I have my, I have my, my, my MK3 uh, and, you know, I go through similar process, but I always feel like myself comes out awfully simple. And I'm like, I can't put this out. This is, it needs to be more. <laughs> but I don't, then I hear your stuff and I hear like brain orchestra stuff and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to just stop. I'm going to just stop this right now. Nah, uh, don't, don't stop. Don't stop. Um, well, for me, yeah. Like what, what I've seen is, um, you know, like I feel like there's, there's just masters of, uh, you know, people just taking one sample and making the absolute perfect flip and I feel like I would I mean I can do that and I, I've practiced that I've tried to get better at that but I don't feel like I'm the best at that so I really have focused on trying to find you know sometimes three or four different samples and and throwing them together and trying to find some sort of you know matching chord or uh, a matching melody or even just taking like a very specific frequency uh, from from a whole sample it could be like you know some you know obscure like seventies synth album, um, and just taking some like really nice like high pitch thing and and throwing a bunch of reverb and delay on it for just a, an extra layer uh, of texture. Um, that's what I've felt like I've tried to do to, to really identify um, my style and, you know, to, to have a sound that, that people start to um, recognize and they can dig a little deeper into it and, and find new things uh, with each listen. Like, like you were talking about, that's actually, uh, that's awesome. It's awesome to hear that. It, it's interesting with your, with the guest room, if 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 that's an entry point for people, I wouldn't say it's an entry point for me because I was aware of you and I I've seen your production notes in other places, um, but when I listen to guest room and then I listen to something that you do with your with um how you say his name um I, I don't want to butcher it uh Dewan, Dawood Dawood Salim so there we go I want to make sure I have it right you know I can see the difference in what you're trying to do. Obviously, there's just your, the guest room is very much a, a beat tape um, in all the ways that make beat tape great. And then you're, when you're laying down production for an MC, I, I could tell that you're trying to create an environment where they could do their thing. And there's a, it seems like I could notice it more with you than a lot of other people. Like, I could see the difference in what you're trying to do production-wise is there, what's the difference between just doing, creating a beat tape versus creating beats for an MC and a project? I would imagine there's some differences, but I'm a novice. I only listen, but creating, I would imagine there's more things to think, think about in different places. Well, absolutely. Yeah, I think um, 
with Dawood, I mean, he's one of my best friends. I had the privilege of, you know, being in the same room while I'm creating, you know, he'd come over and just kind of watch me work and watch me uh, lay stuff down. And, uh, you know, um, so he's able to not necessarily instruct me or, or point me towards the things he likes, but I, you know, you can sort of catch an energy for, um, with somebody and, and get, start to get the feeling for what they like. Um, and that's what I'm really used to in terms of like producing an album for somebody. And I've sort of had to, when I came to New York, it's, I sort of had to transition away from that and, and try to work on, you know, basically just studying people's catalogs and, and finding, you know, their, their ins and outs and, and things that work well for them production wise, and then trying to go create that by myself. Um, but I think, um, I think also there's an element of, of rap production where, you know, you, you start to, you're doing too much if you're making it like way too complex. You don't want what you're doing as a producer to be competing with, um, you know, what the MC is going to lay down on, on the track. Like you have to leave some room for, for the rapper to do the work, you know? So there's definitely a distinction there. I find with, when I'm, when I'm making beats for, for people to just listen to, I, I do tend to try to make it um, more complex and full and, and heavy. Um, but it, it's sort of a fine line because you don't want, you know, you can make a boring beat for a rapper and, and come off saying like, oh, I made it simple just so, you know, he'd have room to, he or she would have room to, to work within the track. But yeah, it's a fine line. Yeah, uh, I think it's important. Like, there's an understanding you have there when working with an MC that you're just, you're building the canvas for them to, to create and, and, and tell a story and get those ideas out. And that's always kind of been like the relationship between the producer and MC. And, you know, it shouldn't be that way business-wise. So make sure you pay your producers, you bastards. Um, <laughs> you know, but the production is there to give the MC just the colors they need to create a story. Good producers know how to leave that be there for them to do that. And maybe that's some of my issues with some of the more mainstream attempts at hip hop. I say attempt, cause I don't even know if it's really hip hop. Uh, that's whole other podcast. He ain't say that, <laughs> but sometimes they rely on the producers so much to make the sales, to grab the attention that the words actually don't mean anything. But you on the other hand and Zumo and, and Brain Orchestra and, and Q3 just, have the ability to just leave the beat in a space where the MC could really float on it and shine. And that's a very special kind of relationship that not all producers really get and MCs don't get. Saying that, who are some of the people that you have collaborated with just for we could show off the resume? Because I always think it's important to some of the most up and coming talent right now you have worked with, um, but it's always good to be like, yo, I've worked with these people and that says a lot too, like the resume. So I, you got, you got Dawood, dope, 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 dope MC. I gotta get, 
I was looking for a vinyl one. I just found the CD, so I'm going to have to order the CD. But who yeah, else good. have you worked with? Um, well, I don't want to speak too soon. Um, I have I have some work coming out. I'm actually planning like a bigger rap project where I've gotten a lot of features, but uh, I don't want to keep, keep um, that rap, but speak too soon. Keep it rap. We got a project, a producer project coming out when it's ready to come out the oven. Just be aware of that. We'll have, who are some of the MCs you worked on that's outside of that project? Okay, um, definitely. I mean, my my triple R guys, I love them. Um, they were they were they were awesome to me in in New York. You know, yeah. um, let me chill with them and and uh, <laughs> kick it. Uh, that's Starker and YL. Those are my guys. Um, and and mid too. I didn't get uh, to spend much time with him, but that's triple R too. Um, there's Theravada and Rob Chambers, uh, of course. Yeah. Um, the whole Bopper gang is is fire. Boppers uh, got DFNS, Lungs, uh, Bob Pace. That's some of my favorites. Uh, you know, um, in the future, I, I hope to be working with Rome Streets, uh, Al Davino, uh, Uncle John. Those are all uh mcs i i definitely admire and then of course you got um uh, the mutants uh mutant academy um sick. holly block uh you know they're, they're making some noise too so you know i feel like um i'm if i haven't worked with with them i feel like i'm close and and i'm i'm trying to to you know establish uh some some groundwork there's su it's such an amazing time. It, it just really is. Even in the last two years in in hip hop with with people like Stalker and and YL and their trajectory is 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 ridiculous. Especially Stalker because he has so many. His rhyming patterns are ridiculous and 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 multi layered and different ways he could do it. Like he's really unique in that way where almost every song sounds different and he could speed up. He could, he could slow down. He could be intense. He could be laid back. He could be up on the mic. He could be away from the mic. He, he uses different cadences. That's just ridiculous. And that's one of the things I always tell MCs is like, and why, I mean, I'm a big Wu-Tang fan, but I tell, I always be like, I love Jizza, but my dude rhymes the same all the time. Like there's no, <laughs> there's no yeah. changes whatsoever. And there needs to be something, and that guy has multiple, multiple things, and he's untapped. He's untapped potential. No, I, I'm so I'm such a big fan of, of Starker. Um, yeah, I think he's he's probably one of my favorites. Like in rap, like yep, you know, you can talk commercial all you want. I think he's he's got something really special. So yeah, I'm, we've got we've got a couple things coming down the the pipe eventually. When when did hip hop for you? You know, I'm a Brooklyn guy, so it's almost by nature that I'm in hip hop. Like, there's like there's no escaping it in New York, Brooklyn, and the. I, I was born in the '80s, grew up in the '90s. There's no way that I was gonna, you know, it's in there in my face. When did hip hop hit your ears? Well, do you remember the first record that you heard and be like, "What the hell is this thing?" Oh my goodness. Um. I think it was, uh, I think it was P.D. Pablo. 
P.D. Pablo. I swear to God. Wow. I'm, so I'm down in North Carolina. I got, you know, like, I'm going to a private school, That's a- uh, an art school. I got, you know, I'm playing basketball. I don't know anything about music. My dad was a, a jazz pianist. My brother's a classical pianist. Um, I didn't really have much of a reference point at all, but I think I heard Petey Pablo uh, helicopter. Yep. And um, I think I was maybe nine, nine years old at the time. And I convinced my dad to buy me the CD from Barnes and Noble. And uh, it kind of went from there. You know, I was mostly just exposed to like radio stuff, but when I really, when I really got interested in making music, it was with Dawood. We started really at the same time. He was showing me some of his, uh, his writing and he was kind of working on poetry at the time. And he, I, I remember him showing me Raz Fresco actually when, when Raz was like. Oh, from Toronto. Uh, really young. Yeah, really young. So um, yeah, that's, that's how I started making beats. I was like freshman year of high school. Wow. Um, I heard, I'm, I'm older, so my first one is like this song called Pop Goes the Weasel. This was like in the like late. It's all good. That was, this was in the late 80s. So hip hop had a different sound and maybe simple at the time. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. Um, so it was like a radio song. Um, probably right not the LL Rum DMC. It's like right when they blew up. That was for some strange reason. Pop goes the weasel was a song that was on the radio, and I was like, <laughs> "What is this? What is right. this? This is not Whitney. This is not R and B back then. Was different than what it was now. And yeah, trap ruined R and B. You can hate me for that. I said it. I think you're right. I think you're right. So you can have different like R and B. The R and B was huge money. So that's what I was used to listen to. And I grew up in a Latino house. So a lot of old school soul Latino was in my house. That's why most of my samples are from that era, um, which is still an untapped sample source that I refuse to tell people about. Um, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> but there's like, people forget soul music was all over the place in different languages. You just got to look for it. But that sound was so big growing up for me that is i find it interesting that the music that i listen to now is kind of has there seems to be an, a, a wave of people who actually have reverence for that type of sampling music maybe they're not the historian of it but they they enjoy the process the community um, that it gives and it, I feel like hip-hop more now is closer to what the hip-hop culture really is and what we get in the mainstream how do you feel about that because you're a part of it you're in New York you you must have felt that energy oh absolutely um yeah I mean I've, I've never really been a fan of new age like hip-hop you know what I don't know what date you want to use but like soldier boy on like I, I haven't I've always been, I've never been a fan, really. I think uh, when when you sort of, it just feels kitschy and, and over-commercialized. And I feel like a lot of the the real substance and the heart 
of hip hop got lost um, around that that time. But um, you know, coming back to now, I think there's there's a big resurgence of Huge. of uh, you know just it's it's like a it's like art is being inserted back into hip hop where I feel like mostly for a certain period of time, it was all just about how much money you're making or, you know, how many records you sell or how you look. But um, I think there's a, there's a big return to artistry and, um, and individuality that's, that's, that's being pumped back into hip hop that it's, it's, you're absolutely right. It's, it's, probably the best time maybe the best time ever to be a fan i think so i think and even at my age at 40 i think i encourage 40 year olds to go back go now like go now there's a wonderful so many great mcs my issues sometimes is that the music could be good but because i'm older i just don't relate to the lyrics and that's a real thing right and and yeah. i was but that's a real thing like you're not gonna listen to an early 20 year old and think what they're going to say is going to be compelling to my age. Right. So there needs to be an understanding of the content that I'm listening to. Right. And maybe my market is a little smaller because of that. And you, and the artist shouldn't gear their music, gear the music to what they want. Right. And right. fuck with it, I fuck with it. But production is different because that's just universal language. So there's just so many great producers doing some wonderful things that just, leave me excited for hip hop in the future. Shout out to Crime Map. I see the shirt. I see it. I see it. Um, oh yeah. Oh, I yeah, love yeah. that guy. That guy's merch drop is ridiculous. Uh, that's another guy I love. Facts. So what, saying that the hip hop community is, is really, really rich at the moment. Um, and I always say that hip hop is always great when it's poor. I always said that. Once you put money in there, then then things start getting a little crazy. I'm not saying don't make money. Make money. And if you can make money just doing that, go for it. But I'm talking about like the cur- you know, the commercialized side of it. Like you kind of like it just takes away from it. How what what is the goal that you have for yourself in terms of where you want to be in hip hop in the next couple of years? Like what is the the goal do you want to come back to new york do you do you want to have higher like what is that goal because for me it's always i like to follow people's careers once i'm a fan i tend to go through the ups and downs with everybody um <laughs> you know i am like i right, maybe i didn't like this album but i'm gonna buy it anyway that's kind of like the way i work with people i like um but what do, what's your what do you hope what's your three-year plan your five-year what are you hoping to do because you're still young in the game and you, there's still a lot of room there to to grow and expand and, and get this pie yeah we we got time we got time um i was actually just just talking about this very thing with the good friend so um you know ideally i think everybody who's dedicated to making music has at least a dream of of being able to sustain themselves and eat uh, yeah. from from their skill and they're you know being able to to market your work and and you know be supported by your fans that but you know the the reality of that is it's 
it takes it takes so much time it takes effort it takes you know a few connections that you might just be a couple steps away from um you know so it's tough to navigate that i think um at the end of the day i i love um you know making the music i do um and i don't i'm not going to stop because you know i didn't hit a threshold of of funds i wanted to get to by a certain amount of time um but uh it's definitely the the plan to to get back in in new york city for sure um i'm sort of holding out because you know there's there's so much uh weird stuff going on with covid i yep. can't it, it's hard to like see uh a good time to move back so um but you know i'm kicking it out here um, world. I've been, crazy world absolutely but yeah the, the plan is is to keep going um you know i think there's there's a there's a really dynamic community for hip-hop yep. uh in new york city and i just started to tap into that and um i'm i'm very grateful uh for everybody who you know, took me under their wing or, or showed me love or, um, that's what know, I love about me advice. Yeah. That's like when I went to the supply and demand show a few years ago and I saw so, you know, stalker, YL, Jumo, everybody there, Danielson, crime, like all just hanging out. It wasn't mm -hmm. no beef. There was no static. It was just all love and respect in the special community and and just being there and watching it and they're like oh there's cheese you know i'm like that it's what it was weird because i I'm, I'm the outside looking in like so i don't expect no one to say hi to me i'm just going to the show it's a good show it's, in my, it's around my neighborhood i'm gonna go why, why, why wouldn't i so that's weird in itself but that's what really made me know that it was special that's how i knew okay we're we're good we're back we're back we're back. We went through the That's dark right. ages. I went through my depression. I was done with hip hop. I was jaded and I got brought back in and I'm like, oh, this is great. But I also think for anybody's out there is like, just be patient with your craft. Cause even St. James is on the come up. So go check out the guest room. It's a fantastic listening experience. You got features from YL and du Duan. Did I say it right? I don't want to put Dawood. 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 See, I'm going to edit that. I'm going to edit that. And, <laughs> and you know, he's on the album, never heard of him. And then I listened to the, the stuff you guys did, and I'm like, okay, this is also fantastic stuff. But keep working on your craft. Keep working on it. Keep your head down. Keep working on it. You know, when we started this show about four or five years ago, we were nothing. We were nothing, nothing out of nothing. And now, we have our own project coming out. The who's who of the underground has been on the show. And we're doing we're doing work. We're doing it. And we're doing it for the benefit of everyone who needs to be in the know. So if you're Absolutely. not in the know, go check out St. James right now over in Bandcamp. Um, guest room is available right now at a reasonable price. But if you know if you're strapped because of COVID got you, stimulus check is over. Unemployment benefits are now stripped from you and you're back down to nothing. Listen, go stream it. Stream That's it. Right. And if you like it, let someone else know. If you have a few bucks, kick it kick it to St. James. 
I'm sure he would appreciate it. Um, and hit him in the DMs. Let's bypass the middleman for they can stop taking their revenue share. Let's stop doing that. We need to build our own infrastructure to stop that. But that's a whole different conversation. Pillaging the artists and not supporting them just doesn't make no sense to me. But go if you're a cassette tape lover. One of I cannot recommend more than the guest room right now. Go check that out. Someone come find someone find me an old school Sony Walkman for a reasonable price, please, please. <laughs> Target brand cassette player I have is not doing it for me. I, I'll pay money for it. Saint James, I appreciate your time. As always, you're always invited. Let us know how we can help, and hopefully, we'll see you soon in New York City, COVID-free. Of course, right? Koshala Podcast. A score to settle coming real soon. Follow me, Koshala Podcast. Go follow Kazingas over on Twitter and Instagram. Saint James as well. Link link to all of that stuff in the bio below. Guest room available now. Catch everyone in the next episode. Peace. <laughs>